Welcome to Terra Talks, where we talk about all things real estate. In each episode, we'll tackle current trends and topics of interest, both locally and regionally. However, or wherever you decide to tune in, you're not going to want to miss this. Hi, everyone. Joining me today is Sharianne Bourne, private banker for RBC. Uh, Sharianne works with every agent on the island, and we do work with other banks as well, but Sharianne's my favorite, and you know I'm hers as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> so so Sharianne's going to give us a bit of insights on financing in Barbados, and um, so we're going to run through a number of questions, and the first one up today is, what's a common misconception about financing? Um, I think that it's complex. Really? I think, yeah, people try to make it seem as this is complex, but it really isn't. Your income, your expenses. You have to kind of analyze that and determine what you could afford. Um, it's not, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Got it. So what's the process like to approve local financing? Um, when it comes to local financing, what we tend to look at, it depends. Everybody's always um, broken up into two different categories. Either you're salaried or you're self-employed. Mm -hmm. So if you're salaried, we look at job letters, pay slips, um, you look at your deposits for the salary. Um, we, we do the local credit bureau report. We analyze that. We compare it. We basically ensure that the monthly payment for the mortgage that you're going for is all, is all within 40% of your gross salary. Got it. Um, if it's self-employed now, then it's going to get a little bit more complex because we're going to be looking at your financial statements. Mm -hmm. And we're going to look at the health of the company. Um, so you want to see company tax returns. You want personal tax returns. Um, it just gets a little bit more complex, but the foundation is the same. Income versus expenses. Got it. So I guess everybody out there starts to ask this question all the time. Mm -hmm. Why does it take so long? <laughs> um, I think sometimes there is a misconception that it's taking long because the bank can only start once we've received everything from a client, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you find that clients don't submit everything. So then the process seems really longer than it needs to be because we can't do what we need to do unless we get everything from the client, mm -hmm. right? Um, at RBC, we boast that our turnaround times are pretty quick, we, especially in private banking. We tend to get back to clients within three to five business days. Nice. How do you get the best interest rates? You get the best interest rates, which all forms part of your um, terms and conditions for the mortgage mm -hmm. by ensuring that you, your credit profile is acceptable. So right. you, we're going to look at your credit rating. We're going to look at your liquidity. We're going to look at just how much debt you have currently. So if your TDS is low, then obviously you're low risk. Remember, the bank is a financial institution. Mm -hmm. We're in it. You know, we're there to make funds, right? So we make our funds by interest expense. If you as a client prove to us that you're low risk, then obviously you can get lower interest rates. Great, okay. So do you have any advice for first-time buyers? I would advise that you really get to look um, at the expenses that are associated with getting a mortgage. And I think you've done a really good job, Rachel, in one of your um, write-ups where you kind of give an idea of the cost that's associated with getting a mortgage, mm -hmm. which is like, you know, you're looking at the legal fees, you're looking at the valuation reports, the fees for the bank. Um, when you finally get into the house, you have land tax, yeah. you have insurance, you have the monthly payment. 
a lot of persons sometimes they just focus on the monthly payment but they don't really analyze all of the additional expenses yeah. and then it gets overwhelming and then it seems as a, it, like if it's something that they can't accomplish agreed there's actually an article that we did on that that, that one that you mentioned it's on terrorred.com mm-hmm. um but the the cost for first-time buyers you would think and most people think okay well i'm gonna buy a house for say it's three hundred thousand us so six hundred thousand barbados but when you really study it, what you need to outlay is not just the 10%, because you're thinking, cool, I have $30,000. Mm-hmm. But the reality is you need substantially more because you have, as you said, the bank has a negotiation fee, mm-hmm. which is 0.5% that has to do with basically facilitating the entire loan, correct? Yes. Um, there's evaluation costs at that that could be around $750. This is US, we're speaking. You have to pay stamp duty on your mortgage. So you always think the vendor pays stamp duty, but actually, no, you need to pay that as well, which is 1%, and that's like $2,700. Then you have to pay for your your attorney fees mm-hmm. and the bank's attorney fees. Yeah. So that's a double, a double whammy right there. And the best way to do that is to work with the same firm um, for both attorney, and, for both the bank and yourself to get the cost down. And then you have to pay the proportion amount of land tax that's left at the end of the year. And then you also have to pay insurance. Yeah. So by the time you, you thought that you were paying $30,000 down payment, it's actually close to 41500 is what you're ending up paying. So yeah. And that, is, that is dependent to on your mortgage amount. Exactly. Because I think your figures are dependent on a, a mortgage of about 270000 Yeah, exactly. Right. Whereas if you go a little higher and all of those expenses... Creep up. Yeah, of course. So... This is a good one because no one ever told me this when I got my first mortgage. But what's the fastest way for our listeners out there to pay off your mortgage? The first thing you have to do is you have to kind of review if you're the bank that you've chosen, if they have penalties for prepayment, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know with us, we normally give clients a certain percentage of the principal that they can pay without any penalties every year. Mm-hmm. So if you are able to do that, you can make principal payments towards your mortgage in that way, the mortgage pays off quicker. Also at RBC, we offer um, different ways of repayments. So you can actually make your monthly payments every two weeks. When you do that, you actually pay back your mortgage a lot faster mm-hmm. because you're paying less interest, so you're attacking more of the principal. Got it. Um, so we're going to segue a bit into the US dollar financing mm-hmm. world, which you and I deal with quite a bit. All right, Sharianne. So. In the banking world, what makes you a non-national? Okay, so non-national, non-resident. According to central bank regulations, which we are governed by, um, you're a non-resident when you are not paying local taxes for the, ne- for the last three consecutive years, right? So if you are under the welcome stamp, because you know we have a lot of those now, um, unfortunately you're still viewed as non-resident if you're making your income overseas. Got it. Right? Okay, so what are the major differences between local and U.S. dollar financing? Um, local financing is looked at more, and we're talking about mortgages, right, mm-hmm. which is like for residential homes. It's looked at as a residential mortgage, whereas with a U.S. financing, majority of these people are coming to Barbados and they're buying second homes, mm-hmm. right, because it's like vacation homes. When they're not in it, they're renting it. So the structure of that type of mortgage is more of an investment mortgage. So with local, you get longer tenor. You get a maximum of 30 years. 
Um, with the U.S. financing, you get 15 years, okay. right? Um, with local, you borrow in local dollars, whereas with U.S. financing, you have the option of buying in, in U.S. or Barbados dollars, right. right? So then if you do U.S., we do New York Prime. Um, if you do local, we tie it to the local prime. So that's the major differences, and then obviously the injection amount too. So for local, we have um, lower injection amount requirements. Mm -hmm. And then for the U.S., we have 35% um, for anything under 2 million and 50% for anything over 2 million U.S. Great. And then one other question was, what's the minimum amount you lend on for U.S. dollar financing? We don't have a minimum. You don't have a no. minimum. But obviously, it's within reason. Mm -hmm. Because if you're doing U.S. financing and you're going to do a mortgage, then you still want the amount to make sense because you have to go through the legal process. Got it. Right? So how long do U.S. dollar mortgages uh, take to approve and what's the process for that? Okay. So once we have everything we need from your client, normally we get back to them within three to five business days. Right? Um, once we, we submit the application, there's something called conditional approval where... We, we, we basically tell you we are comfortable with you as a borrower. Mm -hmm. We now need to analyze the property that you've selected. Mm -hmm. So then we go and we do a valuation report. The QS, um, that valuation report can take anywhere between five to ten business days. Um, once that comes in and it's submitted and there's a review and we are comfortable with the values and everything and the property, then we do something called final approval, which at that stage our commitment letter is issued. Right. Once the commitment letter is issued now, we move you over to the lawyers, right? And that's the, you know, obviously now it's out of the bank's control, um, but we still kind of oversee it by ensuring that the lawyers will do what they're supposed to do so that the process can move slowly um, as, as quickly as possible. No, turn on the lawyers. But, um, and we've seen things close as quickly as six weeks and as much as six months. It yeah. really depends on the cooperation of the seller and the purchaser to ensure that they're here to sign documents and everything. And obviously the three attorneys that are involved in the transaction. Exactly. Both for yourself, the, the clients, and also the vendor. Yes. So six weeks is great though. Yeah. So can you use local, you touched on this a little bit, but talk more about it. Can you use local financing as a non-national? Yes. When, when you say local financing, your loan can be in local dollars, mm -hmm. right? Um, this is being this is seen more prevalent now since we've had the issue with the New York Prime, right? Because we know the federal is kind of keep increasing it. Because as of like last week, I think it went up to like eight percent. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, so a lot of non-nationals now are looking at can we use local fund funding, which obviously would be a lot cheaper. Because like right now we have. A campaign going where we're offering four percent wow right so that's a big difference between the new york prime at eight percent right your monthly payment is it's gonna see that difference right so um to cut short yes you can but it 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 requires the support of the seller to accept barbados dollars of course right but the seller once the seller had purchased when they had purchased that property originally had registered their funds they can easily take the Barbados dollars and convert it into U.S. dollars. Yes. So once both parties understand that they're not being disadvantaged, we're seeing more people actually embracing um, borrowing in local dollars. The only main disadvantage might be the 2% um, foreign currency. Um, I'm not too sure. I will have to do more investigation, but I don't think that you get that on when you're registering. If you have registered the funds and you've gotten the ability to transfer it back into U.S., mm -hmm. 
may just have to kind of figure out if that even applies in that instance. So are there any creative ways for financing that we should be aware of? Um, when, when you said creative, talking legal. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> so um, I would say that um, it depends like, in terms of if the client has um, uh, a different means of supporting like say for example you may have a client who has a very good um let's say investment portfolio mm-hmm. and they may want to use that to secure the loan um that's something that you could look at where y- you can get better interest rates because obviously the security now is more liquid um when it comes to local i can think about maybe um putting a little bit more of an injection in um another way too is that we do offer different ways of repaying mortgages so on the the private banking side, you can actually pay back interest only, or you can actually pay back like quarterly. You can make lump sum payments. So we do offer different ways of repaying based on how you make your income. Got it. All right. So, and this one is for me. Just kidding. It's for everybody. <laughs> Why don't banks offer fixed rates? Well, banks do offer fixed rates, but it's usually for a term, yeah. right? So you will find that a bank will give you a fixed rate for maybe one to three years. Reason being is that banks also purchase money to be able to lend to you. Mm-hmm. So if the interest, like for example, what's going on right now with the New York Prime, if the bank is lending in U.S., the bank needs to source U.S. If the interest rates are going up, then it means sourcing that U.S. funds is going to cost a lot more for the bank, right? And I'm just trying to make it as layman as possible, yeah, of course. right? So if I'm buying at a higher because the interest rates have gone up, then I have to lend to you at a higher, right? Mm-hmm. So by allowing fixed rates not to go for the life of the loan, it allows the bank then to tailor their interest rates to any changes in the market. Got it. It's unfortunate. I like, I'd like 3% um, for 15 years. I think most people would. Right okay, now. I know. So <laughs> I just have to ask. Um, so, what's the biggest mistake that customers make, in your opinion? Number one, going and meet with you before knowing uh, their pre-approved Preach. mortgage amount. <laughs> yes, because they waste their time, your time. Um, I think if they come to you after they've discussed with the bank what they can afford, then it allows them to go out there with a good purchasing power. They can focus on what they what they want. They can actually give, um, you know, like when you're doing, if you're selling a property and you want to give a bid, you know what you could offer. And then it, it, it basically it makes the process faster too. So if I meet with you and I know that I have a pre-approved mortgage at X, um, once I find the property, I just have to bring back the property to the bank and the process starts. Yes. Now imagine you find a property and now you have to go and start the mortgage process. So I, I think that customers need to go out there more with pre-approved mortgages, um, knowing exactly what they can afford. Yeah, and the difficulty is the market we have today is not the market we had 10 years ago. So if before people would say, oh, that house is on the market for a year, but now what we're seeing is if the property is priced correctly, Within two months, two months market exposure, the house has multiple offers on it. Yeah. So if you don't have your ducks in a row and you lose the house of your dreams, that's at you. Yeah. But I would never say that to somebody to their face after they've lost something, obviously, because I love all of my clients. <laughs> um, but, you know, we were talking about something once and maybe you should raise it with everybody because I found it was really insightful. Um, tell people about credit reports and when it's a good time to check that out for yourself. 
it's a good time. I, I find clients, they expect the bank to be the first person to see the credit report, and that's a bad idea, yeah. right? You, you, in Barbados, you're entitled to one report every year annually free, mm -hmm. and I tell everyone, whether you're going for a mortgage or a loan, you should know what your report says because it's just like normal. There could be errors, and you don't want the bank, which you're trying to get the best terms and conditions, to be the first person to see those errors, yeah. right? And then on top of that, too, it may take a while to solve the errors because, you know, um, Chubby's is still out there. Exactly. I was just <laughs> going to say, for all the older listeners out there, um, I'm pretty sure I owe a video to Chubby's, and I do not know where they are, and I'm sorry about it. Please take it off my credit report. <laughs> yep. So getting that report and fixing any problems that you can is, you know, one of the things I always tell people, you need to know what's on your credit report. I was talking to some bankers yesterday or the day before, and they were they were raising that that sometimes you know we were talking earlier about why things take so long, and that clients tell you that how oh the bank hasn't got back to me as yet, the bank hasn't done this, the bank hasn't done that. When in reality, the bank has seen the credit report and they had a credit card outstanding for forty thousand mm -hmm. dollars, but they didn't want to tell you because they're embarrassed, so they're blaming it on the bank. So you guys get a bad rap, you know, yeah. um, because of that. But yeah. um, For sure. I find as a banker, remember our foundation is confidentiality, yeah. right? So a customer could come back to you and they can tell you whatever they want to say, right? But we know why we have this issue, yeah. right? Um, that's one of the reasons why it's so important for me to have such good realtors yes. to work with yeah. because you guys know that I do my best get loans approved of and course. if i can't get the loans approved there's something wrong yeah but i can't come and tell you oh that client had a bad credit rating or that client had a you know yeah you know not. so that wouldn't be nice you know, no. exactly <laughs> what's the best mortgage product on the market today i look for rbc obviously <laughs> rbc 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 actually right now we have a mortgage campaign going on mm -hmm. and it has some really good terms and conditions there's money in there that can cover your valuation. Um, I always tell people too, like I'm big on what's going on right now, because um, you know, when it comes to the inflation that you're seeing in the market right now, a lot of people are complaining about their dollars are not stretching. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that they're not doing is that they're not reviewing their existing credit. So if you have a mortgage on your book, which is probably the biggest expense that you have, yes. shop around, see what other banks would offer you. Because RBC is even covering switch costs now. Right. So if you can switch and you can save, then you can actually get some type of you know relief in order to kind of live through these inflation periods right now. Got it. So one more question. If you were to apply, like, here's what you need to do. You want to run that through with, with everyone? First thing, you pull your credit report. Mm -hmm. You get that started. You feel good with it, you're good, all right? Next thing, you have to determine um, when you're looking at your income and your expenses, you yourself can do an analysis of what you think you're comfortable with, remembering that the bank's guidelines is 40% of your gross salary. Right. But I always tell clients, you don't have to go to the max of your 40%, right? Mm -hmm. So if your salary allows you a, a mortgage of 5,000, it doesn't mean that you have to go and go up 5,000. Mm -hmm. You know what your expenses are, you go with what you're comfortable with. Once you know that, you start gathering your information because the good thing about it is too is that most banks require the same thing. Um, I, 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 I encourage clients to shop around. 
you know yeah. you if you're with if you're doing a mortgage with one bank most times you could also approach more than one bank to see the difference that the banks are offering right um you know be be sure that you're okay with the bank that you've selected because this bank now will have a relationship for the next 30 years with you so if you're experiencing customer service problems like i have an instagram page and because I have so much followers there, I get emails all the time with, oh, my loans officer isn't responding to me, you know, oh, I'm not getting this bad, you know, like, I don't know if my terms are good, like, what's going on here? You have options, you know, yeah. that's the good thing about Barbados, you have options. And just because you bank with a bank doesn't mean you have to let, borrow with that bank, too, right. right? So I, you know, shop around, um, ensure that you've gotten your savings, you know what your expenses are, the deposit, the legal fees. You start to save for that. Most times when people are moving into homes, they also have to get additional expenses, like say furniture, understand all of that cost. Mm -hmm. It's not a race. You know, you, you can take your time. It's not a pair of shoes. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's it's a big decision, and it's something that lasts very long. Um, and I always tell clients, you know, speak to your loans officer in your bank. Get advice from them, and, 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 and then manage your affairs in such a way that you... You have that goal to get, you know, it shouldn't be something that you do, like you just wake up in the morning and decide, I want a mortgage. That's, mortgages are not that, you know, easy. Yeah, I gotcha. Perfect. So I would like to thank you for your time today. And no I appreciate you coming in. Yes, thank you. And hopefully we can catch up on one of these again soon. Yeah, for sure. And thanks, Risha, for all the support you've given me over the years. Anytime. Yeah. Always here. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. All right. Thanks.